0: Welcome, everyone, to the Monday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, and there are two things that are absolutely true about this housing market right now. Rates are going up and home prices are going up. Now, for the last two years, we only had one of those. It was home prices going up. Rates were moving in the opposite direction, but now rates are going up. And that's somewhat of a problem because when you have rates dropping and home prices going up, they kind of balance out. So someone that could was looking to buy even with home prices going up could still afford the same amount of house because rates have dropped. Now they're both going up simultaneously, which means the monthly mortgage payment on average, has now hit a record high. This according to the latest data from Redfin, they released sort of a weekly report in what's happening with housing. And this is from their latest report that shows the estimated monthly mortgage payment for a typical home for sale rose $388. That's 25% year over year to a record $1,931. Now this is based on a all-time high median asking price of $376,000 and an average 30-year mortgage rate of 3.69%, which is probably lower than where rates are for most mortgage companies right now. So you're looking at that payment probably being even higher, and we'll see that in next week's report. And this is all being caused, because it's weird, usually when rates are going up, home prices aren't going up because it's more expensive to now buy, but it's happening because inventory continues to remain at historic lows. Redfin reporting that listings continue to fall with new listings down 10% compared to the same time last year and down 12% when compared to 2020. And it gets even worse, active listings are down 29% year over year, dropping to an all-time low of 440,000 nationwide and listings are now down a whopping 50% when you compare it to the same time in 2020. So yes, we need more inventory and we need it badly. Later this week we're going to be getting housing starts. Let's hope that number is high, okay? Let's hope we get a good housing start number later this week. So it's also not surprising that with the fear of even higher rates on the horizon, with record low inventory, the time a home is spending on the market is also falling to record lows. It is now at a median of 29 days, which is down from 38 days a year earlier, and 59 days in 2020. So homes are hitting the market and disappearing pretty quick. And Daryl Fairweather, Redfin's chief economist, said non-homeowners are feeling the pinch right now, but here's the good news, it's not too late to buy. A lot of people are thinking, ah, oh, rates are up, they're you know at 4%, maybe a little over, maybe a little under, but they're close to 4%. Home prices are up, I missed my opportunity. Fairweather says that's not the case. Movers are feeling a big pinch. There is nowhere for them to run from increasing housing costs now that mortgage rates are rising and inflation is spread to the rental market. Fairweather's advice, though, is for buyers who are worried they will have to overbid in order to win a home is to make sure they can see themselves living in the home for at least five years. I expect home values to rise over that time horizon, even if there are short-term fluctuations in the market. And that's important, because we're so used to seeing month-over-month month increases for, what, 15, 16 years now? <laughs> Something like that. No, maybe 13, 14 years. And so if one month you actually see a reversal, it's going to freak people out. Because they're so used to seeing every month home price going up, going up, going up, going up. And, of course, now it's at record levels. But what's going to happen over these next couple of years, especially with rates going up, is that, yeah, some months you may see a reversal. But we're looking at a five-year timeline. And so that's why it's important because I've already talked to some realtors here at least in the local market and Wilmington's is as hot as anywhere. Maybe not like Phoenix or <laughs> somewhere like that. But you are starting to hear that some buyers are getting caught up in these bidding wars. Which, once again, Altos Research was first on this, calling this back at the start of January, saying, We're about to start, we're about to see bidding wars like we saw in summer of 2021. And some people are going, Oh man, maybe I should, and they're getting caught up and maybe they're making bad decisions. So, just when you're looking at a house, it's easy for emotion to take over. There's no doubt about that. But what Fairweather, I think, is giving good advice here it's like, make sure you're probably going to overpay. But remember, you're gonna be in that house for a while, and so make sure you like the house. That's important, and over a five-year time period, you're going to be up on that house. But there may be fluctuations. One month, it might drop a little bit. But just know that if you're you're planning on being there, which I think the average time is still, what, six years? That's at a record low, too. <laughs> I think it's like six years. So if you're in that house for six years, you it will be profitable for you to do that. But just be careful, and don't get too emotional. And get caught up in the craziness. And somebody who did get caught up in the craziness, Zillow. We've talked about Zillow here on this podcast many a times and their absolutely disaster venture with eye buying, and they had to shutter that whole program. Well, we finally got on Friday an indication of how bad they messed up that eye buying program. Will Parker over at the Wall Street Journal wrote on Thursday night that Zillow Group said that it lost $881 million on its algorithmic-driven home-flipping business. $881 million. They posted a consolidated net loss of $528 million in 2021, mostly because of home-flipping. The good news for Zillow is their core business remains profitable. It was reported that revenue for the core segment of Zillow based around home listings on its website was up 30% in 2021 compared with the previous year. So they're still killing it with their core business. But this new venture just zapped all the money out of the company, which led to, I think, a couple thousand people. Uh, People getting fired. Now it should be noted that Zillow still has about eighty six hundred homes on its books, and with home prices continuing to skyrocket, there's obviously an opportunity for Zillow to generate more revenue from this just disaster of a venture. And Charles Farrell on Twitter, I think, really highlighted just how bad Zillow was at flipping homes. Saying on Twitter, "Quote: Zillow lost eight hundred and eighty one million dollars flipping houses." in a year when the median existing home price rose 17%. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, if you can't make money flipping homes in a year when you we've never seen this type of home growth before, you're not good. Like, you're not, you're bad. Like, it's, it's not like we saw a home price. We didn't see prices depreciate. I mean, they appreciated at the fastest rate we've ever seen and they lost money. And it was funny, I had someone reach out to me on Twitter and pointed out like how bad of an idea this was. And I said, basically, there are certain businesses that you can scale and there are some that you can't. Right now, home flipping, you can't scale. Now, One day you might be able to. I mean, the problem for Zillow, when we've talked about this ad nauseum, I know, is that you know they, they basically were trying to scale a business that's not easily scalable. Like I said, I mean, you can't centralize home flipping because you need to have, you know, a plumber, a um, repairman, a you know, whatever, a painter, whatever it's gonna be to to flip that home, you need to have those people in that market and you can't just like centralize them all in one place like you could with say production of a product. That product is at a location and you need to have people there and we're talking about record you know, a labor market that is extremely tight and it's hard to find people to work those jobs. And so, if you find someone, you're going to have to overpay for labor, which is going to cut into your profit margins, or you can't find someone. And now you got a bigger problem. <laughs> and so, now you're sitting on this property that you can't get someone to work on. It's got to sit on your books, it's costing you money. And it was just a disaster. And so, maybe down the line, they can find a way to scale it. But right now, it doesn't work. And Zillow showed that. Now, some companies are profitable. I'm not sure exactly what they're doing to become profitable, but Zillow showed the dangers of trying to scale too quickly, and they paid the price for that. And yeah, it was an $881 million bad idea. (laughs) I'm sure they've learned their lesson. All right, we're going to keep the show short to start the week. I did want to give you a heads up. We got a lot of data. It's a busy week with regards to data. So starting today, later today, 9 a.m., we're getting rate lock data for January. And then at 11 a.m., consumer inflation expectations. Tuesday's a little light. All we're really getting is producer price index data. And then Wednesday's the big day. We got mortgage demand and rates, retail sales, builder confidence, and then the minutes from the last federal open market committee, all eyes, of course, on... The Federal Reserve with these inflation numbers, what are they going to do? A lot of people are going to be looking at those minutes to get an idea of what the FOMC is thinking. Thursday is also a busy day. we got housing starts at 830, initial jobless claims at 830 as well, mortgage rates from Freddie Mac at 10 a.m. And then on Friday, existing home sales. So as I mentioned, that 830 number, housing starts, also uh, building permits, that's going to be a big number. We need inventory. Let's hope that is a big number. Keep our fingers crossed for that one. All right, you guys, enjoy your Monday. We'll talk to you Tuesday for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.